0: The
1: Youth Workshop Podcast, episode 14.
0: But I honestly think that there's something so powerful about a a teenager looking at a volunteer and realising you don't have to be here. (laughs) Like, you're not putting this on a timesheet, you're not claiming expenses for this necessarily. Like, you, you are doing this because you love us. You bring the passion. We bring the knowledge. Learn from the most creative, innovative and experienced youth experts across the globe. Are you ready to take your youth ministry to the next level? If the answer is yes, you are in the right place. The Youth Workshop, the podcast. Here's your host, Luke White.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Youth Workshop. Workshop. Today we have a special guest like none other. His name is Joel Preston. He is the coordinator of youthministrymanagement.co.uk. The aim of this site is to help develop youth leadership, team management, and productivity skills. Articles are written by a varied community of authors. Joel is also a youth minister in Bristol. He has lots to tell us. So without further ado, Joel, how are you today? Hi, Luke. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. Doing all right. Yourself? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Youth Workshop. Where yeah, we're going to kick right off with you just telling us a little bit more about yourself and your organisation.
0: Yeah, sure. So, well, like you've already said, youthministrymanagement.co.uk kind of mainly uh, exists to kind of further the skills of youth leaders in three kind of key areas. So leadership, team management and productivity. So kind of started it about three and a half years ago when... um kind of looking around and resources on the internet and, and what was available um, and there's a lot of, of resources if we want to kind of plan some games as a youth worker mm-hmm. there's a lot of resources if we want to you know prepare a bible study that, that sort of stuff but in terms of fairly easily accessible articles or, or resources for developing leadership uh how we lead people and our teams um, and how we be productive in in ministry it didn't seem like there was a lot going round really so kind of thought what what could I do to kind of to change this so uh, looked at kind of setting up this website which went ahead and did um, yeah and and it seems to be working um, slowly but surely I think kind of with those three kind of key areas that I want to try and further develop in the lives of youth ministers and youth workers across the country
1: Excellent, excellent. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I've had a look at the website and it is very, very helpful. So I suggest you get over there as quickly as you can. Cheers, mate, you charmer. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the moment, like the specific event or something that happened when you decided that you wanted to make a difference in the lives of young people?
0: A specific event? That's, that's a great question. Um I mean, I got into youth work about 10 years ago, kind of left sixth form college. um, So at 18, wasn't sure exactly what was going to be going on. I'd applied to go to uni and that, um, yeah, then that was all kind of set. I was offered a place, but just didn't feel anything towards it. So I looked around as to what what other options and and prayed and said, God, I want to do what you want me to do. Show me what that is. So I ended up going to Nuneaton Youth for Christ. So Youth 118, and and worked there for for four years. Um, And I remember in the kind of the first few weeks in the, uh, in um, in September as I was slowly getting into the rhythm of this new 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 job at 18. Um, just remember praying, God, I know that I'm going to need your help with this. I need, yeah, I need my heart to be broken for what breaks yours in the lives of young people. And that's always an extremely dangerous prayer to pray really, isn't it? Indeed. Cause, yeah, because it really can change your life and change the lives of the people around you. So I, I can't remember a specific moment that um, yeah that i knew that prayer was answered but i just know over of a period of time yeah god really has given me a passion to see young people get to know him better and to live life and, and life to the full really so um i mean <laughs> some of my youth work friends do kind of uh, say that i'm allergic to youth worship events because every time i see young people worshiping their hearts out i'm i'm you know tears streaming streaming down my eyes and <laughs> eyes are really puffy and stuff like that so um yeah it's just god really has kind of
1: done that in my life which yeah i know that feeling i mean just this weekend i was away and um, with the family we had the opportunity to do to train some youth leaders up in scotland and uh, in great. the middle of a of a presentation i just started crying <laughs> it does that too. Oh, like God. a baby yeah when your heart's broken for
0: that i know it's annoying but so good at the same time isn't it
1: so. oh well I, i'm getting to the so good bit i mean i, I was just i was just like oh cringe worthy. but yeah i think it was hopefully it was received um well all i know is i was like oh even now you're bringing back memories i I could cry with embarrassment but anyway that's i i I, I resonate with what you're saying there when you really do you know feel what you're doing and are are called to do what you're doing it it can pull at your emotions which is as you say is a good thing i guess i guess (laughs) in the long scheme yeah yeah with the bigger picture in mind all right so that's enough crying for now um What's your kind of favorite piece of scripture or or story from the Bible that helps to kind of keep you on track or comforts you when things maybe go off point?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I I mean, to be honest, a lot of it, (laughs) like there's loads of stuff, isn't there in the Bible that like I just kind of open it up if, if it's a difficult time and you can see things left, right and center that kind of encourage you, remind you that actually, that actually it's not about you. Remind you that kind of yeah i mean the, the psalms are pretty much full of a message saying you know what life is pretty difficult it's going to be commonplace to come across difficult times but god is the same and god is there all the time and there's that bit that so in luke luke 4 kind of where jesus is kind of you know he opens the scriptures and he, he kind of uh, says to people that the spirit of the lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor sent me to proclaim freedom and recovery of sight for the blind and set the oppressed free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Like I, I find myself coming back to that more and more from kind of two angles. One, Jesus has done that for me, kind of, you know, if I'm in a, a situation where I'm feeling down or dark or even oppressed, maybe he's there to set me free. But also, you know, if we as youth ministers or, or Christians even are striving to come more like Jesus, this is what we need to be trying to do one way or another for for other people too it's not about us and our dark situations and things happening to us although we do need to deal with them it's also about how we can be blessing other people and obviously doing it in a bit of a different way to jesus did ultimately you know but um yeah kind of focusing on that element of it so yeah that really all right then so how long have you been the youth minister
1: um in bristol
0: oh good question uh quick maths that's three and a half years now i think Yeah. And then before that, it was four years at Youth for Christ. Well, in between that, I was um, in the church in Shrewsbury. So I grew up in Shrewsbury and kind of did Youth for Christ for four years um, in Loneaton and then was asked to kind of come back and be youth minister at a church that I grew up in, which was a really weird experience. Really good. Loved it and loved the people there. But I ended up being in this situation where I was I was leading the youth work there. So I was leading the people who brought me to faith. And so that that was a bit of a weird thing. And that part of that kind of um, made me kind of go forward with the youth ministry management thing too, thinking that, you know, the majority of youth workers are in their early 20s, mid-20s. Not everyone, but the majority are. And, and what? how do you, if you're in that situation, you might be leading people old enough to be your parents, if not grandparents, like exactly. how... How do you go about leading people well so that God's kingdom, you know, grows ultimately? So, um, yeah, so that was the, how it worked. not Eaton, Shrewsbury,
1: and then Bristol for the past three and a half years. So I want, I want to look more into this because it's an interesting one because my first experience of youth ministry was in my home church. Mm. And I know I it was, as you say, it's a blessing to work in, the, in a church that you're familiar with, but yeah. it's also a big challenge when you're working with people who maybe you know might challenge you based on the fact that they feel a bit maybe intimidated by the fact that you are now as you say leading them or, yeah. or maybe just familiarity breeds contempt as they say how tell, tell me a bit more about that experience
0: yeah I mean it was a great one and very surreal at times too where you know that you know that people have seen baby photos of you not remember <laughs> you as a baby it was really you know really weird um but um like I say, great at the same time. So there was a fantastic couple there, guys called Simon and Fiona, who really had a massive impact on my faith growing up. They, you know, I honestly don't think I would be a Christian if it wasn't for their their time and youth work that they kind of put into their, uh, to me and, and to the other young people like me. And so to kind of come back in this position of, of leadership, as what was I been twenty two then I think. Um, to kind of lead them was a very, very, you know, it was surreal and an honor and great. And also, also strange too, particularly because I didn't really understand the different ways that people work. Um, I think, you know, Fee and I, we got on really well and we did loads of great stuff together. Um, but she was a very different personality to me. And, and I think I made a lot of mistakes, learned the hard way on how do you lead people? Well, um, yeah, so it's, it's very interesting, really. And that's, again, with the youth ministry management thing, kind of one one way of kind of helping with the team management side of things is helping people understand how how we tick, the psychology behind what, you know, makes us make decisions or maybe experiences we, you know, we, we go through. And so what what that does to affect us and how we can lead people, yeah, in different situations there. But um yeah, it was a really, like I say, a great three years, but a very strange three years too.
1: love it, love it. Okay, so you've had now Yeah, 10 years of youth ministry experience. You're actually the same age as me and I started around the same time as you as well. So that's kind of surreal. But so (laughs) 10 years experience. What is the biggest challenge you faced over those 10 years with working with young people? Before we answer that question, how about you answer this question, ladies and gentlemen? Is your youth leader amazing? Have you noticed how she goes the extra mile for your church? If the answer is yes, why not nominate them for a Christian Youth Work Award? Actors have the Oscars, singers have the Grammys, youth leaders have the Christian Youth Work Awards. My book, On Your Marks, was nominee and runner-up for an award last year. We didn't win, but my mum thinks I'm a winner anyway, so that's okay. Nominations haven't opened yet for this year, but why not get prepared by heading to www.youthworkawards.co.uk? That's www.youthworkawards.co.uk for more information. Back in 2010, when I was a youth leader, I searched the internet for great ideas and fantastic resources. Some were awesome and some were rubbish. Enter the Youth Work Summit, a place where youth leaders come to be inspired and share the big ideas and great work that is happening in Christian youth ministry. Grab your tickets at www.youthworksummit.com. That's www.youthworksummit.com. I'll be there. See you soon.
0: Yeah, wow. Um. I think I mean it's something I keep coming back to again and again is how how do we get that balance between with with a youth group of of young disciples, how do we get the balance between them being a caring community that look inward to support one another, whilst at the same time remaining focused out on on the outreach, on the blessing the community. I have to admit I I think that is something that I do maybe I've not always been the, the greatest with, but I think I mean it's not just kind of you know, focused on youth ministry. Either. I think it's a problem throughout the church. How do we, in as leaders, how do we encourage people to be yeah, inward focused and really strong community uh, and supporting one another and loving one another and forgiving one another and seeing God work in there, whilst at the same time remembering that we exist for the benefit of the people who aren't part of our community yet. We, we exist for the benefit of kind of blessing others and, and showing God's grace and the gospel to the world. And I think there is a tension with that. And I think I don't know, maybe when you're a bit older and kind of done the Christian thing for a little while, you kind of learn a bit more about that. But when you're 14 and you come along to play some games and hang out with a girl that you fancy, I don't know, maybe it's, <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, I'm not, I haven't really thought that through brilliantly. But yeah, I think that there's that tension. How do you how do you create that as a leader, that culture, I guess? But, right, Gotcha. Yeah.
1: definitely. Because yeah. yeah, we are here to yeah, affect the world around us. We are also a community. It's, uh, hmm, that is a tricky one. Hopefully, maybe, you never know on a future show, maybe someone will come up with the perfect answer for you. Hopefully so. I'll keep listening. (laughs) Oh, perfect. That's a perfect plug. Yeah, keep listening for the answer to that question. (laughs) (laughs) All right, great. Tell us your best piece of advice. If you could tell our youth workers just one thing that you've learned from your experience, what would that be? One thing. One thing. I
0: think, uh, ultimately, I I think it is just stop getting in the way of jesus <laughs> i think that that can be, sometimes be the case for youth work kind of we yeah i, I mean I, I i've done it in the past I'm, unwittingly kind of maneuver myself into positions where actually i end up being people's savior a little bit kind of you know with young people like you know if they're in a really bad situation a really bad way i'll i'll be there for them i will chat to them i'll pray with them i will you know support them will, i'll tell them how they can get out of it i'll do this do that do that and actually realize that i'm i'm being a middleman in a way between, between God and between them, or, or just kind of, you know, with, with prayer for young people, I just kind of, this is a, a philosophy we've adopted in our, in our youth ministry um, over the past few years, is what, what are we doing to make sure the young people are meeting with God directly, that they're meeting with the power of the Holy Spirit yeah, one-to-one rather than us facilitating a Bible study or organising a prayer activity or whatever it might be. Kind of those things are good and they can be useful, but how do we, yeah, how do we get them to meet with Jesus one-to-one? And so that, I guess that's ultimately my advice is, is stop getting in the way of Jesus that can sometimes be the temptation unwittingly to do.
1: That's really powerful and really helpful. What, what suggestions have you come up with or how have you created those atmosphere or that atmosphere Mm. created that those spaces in your youth ministry?
0: Yeah, great question. I think, um, speaking as a professional control freak, <laughs> it's, it's quite hard. I think so. Um, things like kind of ex- so we have an extended time of worship, whether it be led by a teenager or by one of the leaders, um, whereby actually we just say, "God, come and come and do something now. Come and meet with us now." And and having having the guts to actually not be prepared for that bit. You know, have a rough idea of what to do in certain situations if God kind of does stuff, but it's just that you know enabling young people to meet with them themselves and not necessarily you know when we when we pray together we don't necessarily just pray for the young people or, or um, as ourselves as leaders, but we say when the young people are around us we, you know we pray and we say you know if there's someone you're thinking of now why not just say out their name or, or something like that I don't I don't really know and we're still learning how do we do that well but. That principle, like I say, of you know, stop, stop getting in the way of Jesus, is something we're we really trying to kind of Im- embed in our youth ministry.
1: Yeah, no, I really, I really like this. I really like this because I've found that it's hard, but you have to try and somehow encourage your young people to be able, be have the confidence to even know that they can speak to God directly. Because I think sometimes unwittingly, what we do is we pre- we present this idea that. Um, I have the answer or the preacher Mm. has the answer or the pastor has the answer. So if we have a difficult question or a difficult situation, we don't feel the confidence to kind of approach God for ourselves, we think we have to go through one of these official channels. So I think that's why I'm I'm very impressed with what you're trying to do because it's so fundamentally key. If a young person, when they're at home by themselves, can actually pick up the Bible for themselves and feel as though God is speaking to them rather than thinking, Oh, I need to speak to Joel, I need to speak to Luke, I need to yeah. know what God has in store for my life. I think that's so, so powerful. No, you're
0: right. And because Jesus is the one who's saying, you know, I'm Jesus' is- be with us to the end of the age me i'm on a three-year contract I mean, like <laughs> yes. it's not it's not going to work and so if we can do things now that will mean young people can engage with jesus face to face that will last you know for the rest of their lives so
1: yes. yeah i love that i love that that is the <laughs> highlight of the conversation so far i love it all right cool so next question this one's a bit more tricky, maybe, um, and depends how honest you want to be. What is the biggest mistake you've made in working with young oh, people, <laughs> and what did you learn from it?
0: <laughs> oh, how long have you got? I mean, uh, yeah, that's how I learn best, really. In some ways, is making mistakes. Like there are a number of situations, really. So uh, you know, I, I'm sure we all do it. Kind of think back on awkward moments and kind of shudder quietly to ourselves. Yep. But I mean, there, yeah, there's been there's situations where, you know, I I didn't follow child protection guidelines um and so kind of you know there was a a, a, you know a child protection incident and and some people ended up finding out about it and kind of ended up the gossip going around the school and that was just awful just awful and and so um you know i've i've never been great at the detail kind of you know, specific process of, of things. And that actually highlighted to me that actually, Joel, you need to take this admin thing and these processes a lot more seriously than you are doing. And it was, it was really bad. And I've, I've listened, I've listened to gossip about teenagers and judged them and, and accused people of taking drugs when they haven't been and just handled oh. that really badly. And <laughs> yeah, this is slightly becoming like confession now, isn't it? <laughs> um, but I think, yeah. So I, yeah, number of mistakes I've made, but it's that thing of, ultimately what are you learning from them isn't it I guess and how are you going to grow God's kingdom because God is the master of bringing good stuff out of bad situations isn't he fair play so yeah in in difficult times
1: cool yeah now okay. I'm going to push you a bit further take us to that moment specifically so what happened with this child oh. protection issue take us there relive oh, it Joel Luke, it's why, good why, for the soul why are you doing it to me I, don't,
0: <laughs> I remind you of crying in Scotland oh it? no um, don't yeah, do yeah, play that game mate um, <laughs>
1: Touche,
0: touche. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, um, I've got trying to try and remember it now. It is a little while ago, but uh, yeah, a young person came to came to me and my my colleague uh, in a school. We were based in a school at the time, and and just kind of shared this this serious child protection thing. And um, ultimately, what happened was, I I wanted to not. Yeah, I wanted to be liked by this young person, and so I gave them a choice of what we could do. Uh, we could go and tell this person, or we could go and tell this person. And of course, they chose the the easy option for them. And 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 even though I should have gone and told the other person, uh, and in doing that, that that wasn't the right person to tell. And not only did I do that, but I, I did it within earshot of other people. And and yeah, so that <laughs> yeah that happened. And and as a result, like I say, kind of rumours ended up. Going around the, the school, some true, some not, and it, it was just a very messy situation. And I got pulled to one side and, and reprimanded, and rightly so. Uh, and like I say, from from that, the, the, you know, many 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 other child protection situations have come up, and I've been made sure we we focus on the right process, we focus on the right thing as a result, because obviously it's a
1: vitally important part of what we do as youth workers. So, so yeah. Oof. Thank you. No, seriously, I thank you so much for for going back there. Because there are a lot of our listeners who may be in the place where they've just made a they've got a fresh mistake in mind. And they're thinking, oh, this spells the end for me, what am I going to do? And they need to know, you know, there is life after every mistake. And you know, you've been able to kind of share that with us. No, thank you. We Really appreciate that. We really appreciate that. And now we're moving into your your, your area of expertise now, um, schedules and organization, uh, <laughs> all right? So this yeah. is a massive issue for many people. Um, and many of our pioneers listening to this podcast are part-time youth workers so they're traveling to and from work they might even be listening to this while they travel and they are literally doing youth work in those spare moments that they have so do you have any tips or hacks to help with organization planning and productivity i know you do (laughs) (laughs) well i do that is that is true but it's kind of more specifically on what really
0: i mean the first thing to say if there are you know people listening in that situation where you're working full-time and you're volunteering in, in youth work first of all just a massive thank you to you guys Definitely. because i think kids will will look at you i mean they, they will look at um the youth leaders who are paid and who have a contract and do it full time and they obviously they'll you know they'll see, learn a lot and get from them but i honestly think that there's something so powerful about a, a teenager looking at a volunteer and realizing you don't have to be here <laughs> like you're not putting this on a timesheet. you're not claiming expenses for this necessarily like you you are doing this because you love us, and that gives an, a one a really beautiful and powerful message, but also a great message about what church should be. I think so. So yeah. Anyway, sorry, that's a bit of a side note, really. So. Um so I think, you know, we can't, yeah, people who are volunteering in, in ministry, yeah, the lifeblood of, of what we do really with young people. So it's great. Um, in terms of kind of well, what you actually ask for, like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like <cool>. tips, <laughs> tips and hacks, um, I mean, it, it completely depends on the situation. But I, I guess the, the biggest bit of advice I could give, which people might already be doing, is make sure you diarize the long-term planning element of what you want to do. If you're turning up to a youth club, uh, on a thursday night say just every week and you're there and you're with the kids and that's great and that's really really good but it is it is short term uh, if you're wanting to see the the long-term impact i think we need to, to put time aside to make sure kind of the vision of the youth club is it is it right is it are we going in the right direction how are we uh, you know what's our plans to make it bigger and the truth is for all of us the urgent can sometimes push those big picture ideas and big picture plans out out the way. So I think diarising a specific time and sticking to it is, is really important. And something I learned with with roles actually as well. So another one um, is, is uh, yeah, so kind of in terms of recruiting people to join your team is, is just this idea of recruiting for roles. It can be really hard, can't it, to find volunteers for, for, for the youth club or for the things we're doing. And so we can often go to people and say, hey, do you want to help out with the youth club? But I, I always think that's Similar to someone from I don't know John Lewis coming to me and, and saying, "Hey, do you want to come and work for John Lewis?" You know, my first question, first question will be, "What am I going to be on the tills? Am I going to be yes. in management? Am I In the back? Am I doing this? Am I doing that?" And so, if we can think of specific roles for our for our youth club, for our Bible study group, whatever, go to someone and say, "Yeah, we we need someone who can coordinate the tuck shop and who can get the, the tuck in and can do the finances, and we think you're going to be great at that. Can you join us on a Thursday night? Try it out this week and see what you think." So I, I would say, yeah those are some tips i guess oh and build trust as well massive build trust with people people don't follow those who they don't trust so yeah there Oof, you
1: go love it i'm going <laughs> listen ladies and gentlemen much more of those type of tips get on over to the website and have a plug and literally joel's full of them so excellent thank you so much what's the best book or resource you have read on leading young people that you could recommend to our listeners
0: Oh well, that's got to be youthministrymanagement.co.uk. <laughs> I think. Um, so I think for me, I mean, something that was really a catalyst for me in my leadership and, and working with young people was a book by Bill Hybels called Axiom, um, which a really simple book, pages of chapters of about a page each, but each one kind of filled with leadership ideas about kind of forming character uh, and tips and tools. And I think I I wouldn't be the leader I am today in, in getting involved in young people's lives and, and, and working with young people if I hadn't have read that book because it kind of started to transform my thinking from um, I am a youth worker I, I work the youth I do the youth work <laughs> to actually how how can I get more people alongside me how can I invest in them and how can we have a further reaching and deeper impact in what we're doing rather than just me one person on my own um, so yeah that was really formational I think. For me, I've got uh, to be honest, Luke. I've got a bit of a, a leadership crush on Bill Hybels. To okay. be honest, I don't know if you
1: know him. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, from um, that big it's... that big church up in um, America church. somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Over, over there. Yeah, that one. I think. Yeah, I don't know if it's a weird thing to say, but
0: just got a little bit of a leadership crush. on him it's all, it's all okay. I don't think it's anything that needs intervention, but
1: we're, you know, not at fun. this point. We'll monitor it closely. <laughs> Cheers, mate. I appreciate it. Accountability, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Hybels. Yeah, how long has he been doing it? Thirty, forty years, something like that.
0: Yeah, something like that. I've no idea, but like, yeah, you can learn a lot from people in those situations, can't we, sense. So. Definitely. Yeah, and I would please. just
1: like to say that you, Joel, really is living out what he said here because on the website again, he's managed. You've managed to reach out to numerous um, people and got them to contribute to your website which of course has contributed to the growth of your website and and similarly with this podcast I'm reaching out to people and helping kind of the message grow by reaching out so I, I second that that reaching out to people that can help your vision and your your ministry grow exponentially.
0: Yeah, and God's and God's kingdom as well. I think at the end of the day, isn't it? I think people learn. I mean, just look at the disciples. Jesus invested in them for three years, gave them responsibilities, said, "Go out and do it." They really messed it up several times, but I think, as, as we all do. But I think there's something about just giving people the opportunity, kind of saying, like, it's not just me who's an expert in doing this, but come on, let's let's yeah, let's all do this together and learn together and grow
1: God's kingdom together. Yeah, is really important and really biblical. So. Yeah, probably leading on from that nicely is give us a vision then a big dream that you have for the future of young people up and down this country wow um great
0: question i think i think ultimately I, i would love to see youth workers empower their teams and people they're with so that Kids will meet with Jesus so that more kids will get to know Jesus as they go out and make disciples. I think it's that. How can we as youth workers really invest and go wider in what we're doing and deeper, therefore, yeah, to, to really empower people we work with so that, yeah, young people are meeting with Jesus and, therefore, they are going out and doing that Great Commission thing of kind of sharing the gospel and, and making a difference in the lives of other people. I would, I would love that, and I'd love it if it starts with us as youth workers, not just focusing on our jobs and what we do, but actually empowering other people to to get alongside us and meeting that vision and growing god's kingdom that way i think it'd be great
1: amazing and i can't believe it we're at the our very last question already already literally, oh, literally we've flown night. through this um uh, yeah i won't cry <laughs> <laughs> I, oh gosh. Oh gosh, what have I done? Okay, right. So, finally just give your organization one last great big plug, the best place to find out more information about you and then give us one last great bit of advice.
0: Right, great. So, yes, youthministrymanagement.co.uk does what it says on the tin. Um yeah, if you want to find out more about leadership and team management and productivity, just check out the website, see if it's useful for you. Um, I've, we do some training as well, And so I can come to you and deliver some training that is, that's, um, a lot of people have said has been really, really useful in their work with young people. But yeah, go to the site and see what you think of that. Um, I guess in terms of one last great bit of advice, um, oh, do you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to quote good old Bill Hybels again. Do it. I've got a problem, obviously, but... Um, <laughs> Like he, he says that everything, everything rises and falls on leadership. In other words, kind of the way we lead, the quality of our leadership, it really matters and it has a far-reaching impact on absolutely everything. And so I think we, as youth workers and youth ministers, we just need to continually become better leaders, not just in our skills and the tools that we, we have, but in our character too, becoming more like Jesus and, and leading like Jesus. And it's that way that we will see Yeah, this nation changed, the lives of young people changed and God's kingdom grows. So, yeah, everything rises and falls on leadership. So we need to invest in ourselves and our faith in that context, I think.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out youthministrymanagement.co.uk. Thanks a lot, Joel. Great. Cheers, Luke. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Youth Workshop Podcast. Don't forget to head on over to iTunes where you can subscribe to the show so you will never miss an episode. For your free copy of my book on your marks, a beginner's guide to youth ministry, head to www.theyouthworkshop.com forward slash March Baby. You can find me over on Twitter at Luke C. R. White. That's Luke C. R. W. H. Y. T. E. I look forward to seeing you over there. And until next time, create an impact with your influence.